1: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Catherine Blankenship thought she had found an officer and a gentleman in her husband, Glenn. He was doing a wonderful job for his country, protecting us. Catherine was kind of like a teenager in love again, you know. She was very, very happy. But as Glenn's long-buried secrets rushed toward the surface, the woman with stars in her eyes realized she'd been sleeping with the enemy. Glenn didn't believe he could go anywhere without carrying a gun with him.
0: No way in the world did I expect to find what we uncovered.
3: I thought I had the perfect marriage, and then it all came crashing down.
2: When it comes to love and marriage, things aren't always as they seem. Catherine Blankenship wasn't about to let a major milestone pass her by. I went to Bunky High School in Bunky, Louisiana, and in 2007, I was planning our high school reunion. That April, after reaching out to several old classmates, Catherine received a surprising email from a former student named Glenn Seymour.
3: The email surprised me because that was the last person I had expected to hear from. It was out of the blue.
2: Catherine hadn't seen or spoken to Glenn since the eighth grade when he had dropped out of school.
3: Glenn in middle school was quiet. He, he really kept himself. We knew of each other, but we weren't considered friends.
2: But the junior high cliques were far behind them, and Catherine marveled at how much Glenn seemed to have changed. He told me when
3: he got old enough, he went into the Marines. That he was working for Homeland Security. He would go all across the United States. He would protect people. I thought it was very admirable for someone to do such an amazing job for his country. It touched my heart.
2: Glenn told Catherine he lived nearby, where he shared custody of his daughter from a previous relationship. Catherine was a single mother herself.
3: We connected on that level right away. The phone calls between Glenn and I would last hours, sometimes up until I had to go to work the next morning. To have that connection with someone is wonderful.
2: Before long, the new couple had become inseparable. And as Glenn regaled Catherine with tales of his military prowess, she found herself becoming more and more impressed. When Catherine told me about Glenn's background in the Marines,
3: And then into Homeland Security, I thought, well, Catherine's found somebody that's going to be good, you know. I saw the display of all the service medals, military medals, the military certificates. I was amazed. So it verified that he was an outstanding
2: man. As the weeks went by, Glenn and Catherine spent the majority of their time together. And in August of 2007, four months after Glenn's first email, Catherine was excited to learn she was pregnant.
3: Glenn's response to me being pregnant, after about two minutes of being shocked, he was very, very happy to have another child on the way. Glenn suggested that he and I moved in together. The decision to move in together was easier than figuring out what soda you wanted to drink for the day. It just fit.
2: Catherine and Glenn seemed destined for each other. And just one month later, Glenn proposed. I was excited. He seemed brave. He was an outstanding father. He seemed wonderful. But sometimes the battlefield is hard to leave behind. Just two years later, Catherine Blankenship would find herself in the middle of a very different kind of war. In July of 2009, Catherine and Glenn came home to an alarming sight. Their front yard was swarming with uniformed men.
0: We were watching the house, and Glenn Seymour arrived. We asked if we have permission to search the house.
3: Guns were everywhere in the house. They were loaded.
0: Catherine was bewildered. What is this about, she said. Why are you doing this to him? He's one of you.
2: And that's when Catherine's world changed forever.
3: I well, said, I don't think something's right there.
0: It's just a horrific chain of events, all because of Glenn Seymour's actions.
2: In the fall of 2007, Catherine Blankenship and her fiancé Glenn Seymour, were newly pregnant with the couple's first child. Glenn's job kept him away from home more than Catherine would have liked, but she didn't complain. Glenn said he worked Homeland
3: Security while his cover was offshore as an electrician. Glenn worked a typical offshore rig in the Gulf, which was 14 days home and 14
2: days at work. Catherine loved everything about her hardworking husband. But as fall gave way to winter, Catherine realized there was one thing about Glenn that made her rather uncomfortable. Glenn
3: had a massive gun collection. He said some of it was for his homeland security job, some was passed down from his grandfather, and some was just because he liked them. He was infatuated with guns. Just about every time he had a free moment He was either cleaning it, taking it apart, cleaning it, rearranging them. I made Glenn promise me that he would keep them locked up in the gun cabinets and the
2: key put away to where nobody could get access to them, especially my kid. Glenn promised to keep his guns under lock and key. And in March of 2008, the safe and happy couple welcomed their first child into the world.
3: Glenn was amazing. When he was home from work... He let me sleep. He'd get up for the midnight feedings, the midnight changings. He wanted to make sure that he didn't miss a moment in our son's life. He was good. Glenn, as a father, he was loving. He fed. He changed diapers. He would carry the baby with him when he'd go uptown to the video store, you know, show
2: off the baby. He was a proud father. That July, when Glenn and Catherine married, it seemed like the final piece of the puzzle.
3: We were both excited, ready to start that next chapter in our lives. I've been married and divorced, he's been married and divorced. This was the one that's gonna stick.
2: One month later, Catherine learned she was once again pregnant. But the blissful days would soon be over as Glenn's past came back to haunt him in a most disturbing way. In March of 2009, Catherine woke up to Glenn screaming in the bed beside her. She tried to wake him up, but Glenn was sound asleep.
3: He finally woke up, and I asked him what was going on, and he told me he
2: said it was just a flashback. Glenn explained his flashbacks were terrible dreams from his days fighting on the battlefield. He said he couldn't explain or talk
3: about what they were. He said they were just about the past, and he'd just
2: leave it at that. So it really scared me. If Glenn's night terrors weren't enough, his old combat injuries had also started to flare up.
3: Glenn would often speak of being in pain, which was bad headaches from being injured in the Marines while on duty, being hit with shrapnel in the head.
2: Glenn already had a doctor's prescription for both pain and anxiety medications. Catherine hoped the pills would be enough to get her husband through his trauma.
3: I was glad that he was on him, because as long as he's getting help and relief, then it worked, so I was happy with that.
2: But on May 28, 2009, Catherine came home to an alarming sight. I had some pain pills in my purse from after I had our child,
3: and I found him digging in my purse for my pain pills. I asked him what he was doing in my purse. He said he was looking for a pen. There was a box of pens on the counter. So after he left... Went to another room. I went and got my pain pills, and
2: I hit them. But a few weeks later, when Catherine went to retrieve her pills from their hiding place, they were gone. Because I was hurting really bad. And
3: found that they were replaced with an over-the-counter pain reliever. I was highly, highly upset. Glenn would come here and ask me if I had pain pills. I told Catherine about it. And Catherine couldn't believe it. I confronted him right away about it. He, of course, denied it over and over. He denied it. He was busted, so I just didn't talk to him for the rest of the day. I didn't want to have
2: any more argument. I just wanted to try to let it go. Catherine worried that her husband had become an addict, but she was about to find out that Glenn's prescription drugs were the very least of their problems. There was a lie
3: somewhere, and we didn't know where to
0: begin. Catherine was bewildered. Why are you doing this to him? He's one of you.
2: It
3: seemed like my whole world fell apart.
2: By May of 2009, Catherine Blankenship was deeply worried about her husband, Glenn Seymour. Glenn was on two
3: types of prescription pills, one pain pill for the Stratinol in his head, and the other pill was anti-anxiety for his flashbacks.
2: Glenn had been showing signs of addiction, but Catherine was determined to give her husband the benefit of the doubt until a shocking turn of events changed everything. On July 22, 2009, Catherine and Glenn were returning home from a shopping trip with the children.
3: We pull up at our house and we see dozens of men standing outside.
2: The men appeared to be local police officers and U.S. Marshals.
3: I didn't know what to think. Glenn had often spoke of his job in Homeland Security, that if somebody shows up at the house, ask him certain questions, you don't say nothing because you don't know nothing.
2: Glenn assured a nervous Catherine that everything was fine. He
3: seemed calm. He didn't seem worried. When he went up to the gentleman, I figured something happened and they were just maybe trying to get his side of the story. Finally, I got out to go see what was wrong because I was worried I didn't know what was going on.
2: But before Catherine could reach her husband, police officers stepped directly in her path.
0: We approached Catherine and asked her about searching the house. Catherine was bewildered. What is this about? She said, why are you doing this to him? He's one of you.
3: The guy asked me if Glenn had a badge. I informed him yes. He asked me if I knew where the badge was. I told him yes. So I walked the guy inside the house I went to the bedroom where it was last, and the badge wasn't there.
2: Catherine had a million questions, and she would soon get some very disturbing answers as officers sat her down at her kitchen table and explained why they were there.
0: Glenn had walked into a pharmacy. Glenn was hoping to get prescription pills, pain medication from this pharmacist without going to visit a doctor. Glenn had said he was a United States Marshal. This was caught on video. Glenn was dressed in SWAT attire and also stated that he had injured himself in the training and he needed pain relief immediately.
2: The pharmacist had not given Glenn his pills and had quickly called 911. Glenn Seymour's name was turned over to law enforcement, and they immediately started doing some digging.
0: We did his background investigation, determined that no law enforcement agency that we contacted had him in employment.
2: Officers discovered that while Glenn Seymour was an offshore oil rig electrician, he was not, nor had he ever been, a Homeland Security officer.
3: The moment that the officer told me that Glenn was never Homeland Security, it seemed like my whole world fell apart. My whole marriage was a lie.
0: I could tell that Catherine was basically taken by Glenn Seymour with his lies. I explained to Catherine that Glenn Seymour was not an officer of the law and that we had certain items in his house that we want to look for. She was very compliant. She signed a consent to search.
3: And as soon as I signed the paper, five guys rushed in the house, and they started
2: taking everything that belonged to Glenn. Catherine watched in tears as the real officers carried Glenn's belongings right past him, where he sat handcuffed on the front lawn and flanked by police.
0: No way in the world did I... Expect to find what we uncovered. We retrieved tens of thousands of dollars worth of weapons, what people would deem assault weapons, tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition. Glenn Seymour also had homemade suppressors, uh, which are silencers that mostly people use to muffle the sound of a rifle.
3: When one of the officers came from down the hall with a gun in his hand. I asked him where he got it from. He said it came from the nursery closet behind a duffel bag. The gun's in the nursery where my baby sleeps. That dropped my heart.
2: Officers also gathered up the military plaques and medals Catherine had been so proud of.
0: So I go back out and make initial contact with Glenn Seymour. And my basic question to Glenn Seymour was, you're a Marine? And Glenn Seymour's answer was, yes, I was. But I was honorably discharged because of my wounds. And he pointed to his head area. And there were no scars, no marks to prove it. And I brought that to his attention.
2: And that was all it took for Glenn to finally reveal the truth.
0: Glenn broke down crying. He said, I've never been in any armed forces. Those medals were from a dead Marine that died in a car wreck. And I ordered the certificates and dog tags offline. So my stomach just kind of sunk. Glenn Seymour was living a life of lies, and his wife was buying into it.
3: By this time, I didn't know what was real, what was lies. What happened, what didn't happen.
2: I didn't know what to think. Glenn Seymour was placed under arrest for impersonating a federal law enforcement agent. But before police put Glenn in a squad car, Catherine was given five minutes to talk to her husband. He finally told me, he said, I'm
3: just so sorry. Just, we'll figure it out when I get home.
2: Catherine was desperate for answers, and she knew that things looked bad for her husband. But Catherine had no idea how much worse things were about to get.
3: That phone call destroyed everything.
0: It was a blow to all of us. I think Glenn thought it was the end. He took a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.
2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash
1: host. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to my body and health, because perfect does not exist. It's a total trap. Noom isn't into this perfection thing either. Its unique approach is tailored to each person's psychology and biology. From coaching to recipes, Noom's app provides personalized information to help you on your journey. No one else's journey. I also think it's great that Noom doesn't restrict what you can eat, and it doesn't shame you for treating yourself. And treat yourself you should. What's more, Noom's approach is grounded in science. They've even published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about how they work. To date, Noom has helped more than 5.2 million people lose weight by helping them build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. So why not give it a try? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: On July 22nd, 2009, Catherine Blankenship was shocked when her husband, Glenn Seymour, was arrested for impersonating a law enforcement officer. But when Glenn called her from jail, he insisted he was innocent and blamed the police. He said the cops are lying. I
3: constantly asked him what was going on. He just didn't know. He had no clue. He wouldn't tell me anything. At the end of that conversation, I still felt like everything was unresolved. So I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but my gut was telling me not to.
2: Catherine wasn't sure she could trust her husband, especially when she found out he was giving federal agents an entirely different story.
0: Glenn admitted to over 100 impersonations of a police officer where he tried to gain some sort of favor. I think Glenn was thinking... I know I'm in trouble now. I think he was remorseful for it. I think he was remorseful for getting caught.
2: After two days in jail, Glenn was released on bail while he awaited trial.
3: I told Glenn when he got home from jail, as long as I knew everything and he'd be honest with me, then we could work on getting our marriage back on track. When he looked me in the eye and told me that I knew
2: everything and there was no more secrets. But Catherine kept pushing until her husband finally told her the devastating truth. He said he was not
3: in the Marines. He tried going, and he failed the hearing test. Told me he didn't understand why he lied. He just wanted it so bad. That's something that he has always wanted in his heart and soul. So he thought that if he lied about it so long, that he would believe it.
2: Even though Glenn's entire past was made up, Catherine was still willing to stand by her husband.
3: I still loved him. I loved the man he was to me and the kids. The lies that Glenn told to me didn't make him the person he is. That didn't matter to me. That's not the man that
2: was my husband,
3: the father to my kids. I don't care if he was in Homeland Security or not. That's not the man I fell in love with. That's just something from the past.
2: Catherine and Glenn vowed to move forward But as the days went by, Catherine realized putting the past behind them was going to be easier said than done. He still made comments
3: about he needed to get his guns back. He didn't feel like a man because he didn't have his guns to protect his family. I tell him, you don't need guns to protect your family. As long as you're here, that's protection. He didn't believe it.
2: Although Catherine was ready to forgive Glenn, the state of Louisiana wasn't as willing... Glenn would face 10 to 20 years in prison if convicted. So Catherine suggested that Glenn return to work to clear his head. But when he arrived back on the oil rig, Glenn found that news of his phony career had traveled fast. Glenn called me and he
3: was about in tears. I could hear it in his voice. He was so embarrassed because there were two guys over there making fun of him. He said he felt like less of a man. I told him, men can be boys.
2: You're a bigger person than that.
3: Don't worry about it.
2: The heckling got the best of Glenn. Two days later, Catherine got a heartbreaking phone call from the oil rig. It was one of his bosses
3: from work told me that Glenn had passed away. He had hung himself. And they tried to revive him. There was nothing that they could do. I was still in love with them. When I got that phone call, it seemed to really confirm all the lies that he couldn't live with anymore. I felt like my world just crashed.
2: Catherine and those investigating Glenn's case will never really know why Glenn created such a tangled web of lies.
0: Impersonating a Homeland Security Special Agent or Marine is a serious crime. I asked, why would you do this, Glenn? And just said, I wanted my kids to look up to me. I want to be a hero to them. My basic answer to them is, Glenn, you're supplying food, you're supplying shelter. You are a hero to them.
3: I would often tell Glenn that being in the service isn't the reason I loved him, isn't the reason I fell in love with him. He, he, he was a wonderful father, husband. He worked for us, he lived for us. Being in the service,
2: that didn't matter. Today, Catherine Blankenship pours her energy into her children and takes things one day at a time. Although she feels ready to move forward, Catherine is not thinking about romance just yet. I wish Catherine would find somebody to, to
3: make her happy. She deserved it. I'm single. I'm not dating. I figure whenever time is right, I'll be blessed with that person.
2: And when that time comes, Catherine will have learned a thing or two about trust.
3: I've learned that if your gut tells you something's not adding up, no matter what it is, check it out. You save yourself a whole lot of heartache that way.
1: Planning for your next trip?